Time to take our final look at the Big Ten lines and games for the upcoming week. A couple of teams off, but six Big Ten matchups for us to go over. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're tuned into Locked On Big Ten. Matt Sheehan's here. I'm here, Nate Dickinson. We're going to break down lines for you for the upcoming week in Big Ten football. 12 out of the 14 teams in actions, which means we got six games to at least touch on for a minute, if not get a little bit deeper into. But before we do any of that, Matt, tough loss again for your Spartans last week. Defense, as I talked about earlier in the week, it doesn't seem like you can stop anything right now. What are you feeling? I feel great with CJ Stroud and the uh, Buckeyes coming in. Surely we'll finally get a break here. Um, no, I think we can hold them under 80 points. So I'm feeling good uh, about that. Um, but you know what? The defense is so bad that uh, you really forget about to talk about the offense. <laughs> and they've been just as bad, too. So, uh, oh, man. But, hey, at least special teams is going great. It's not like we missed a 33-yarder in the first half last week or couldn't even get the snap down on an extra point. So, I, hey, but if that happened, oh, that'd be really bad then. No, Nate, it hurts to live. It's It's not going well here. It's not going well. <laughs> Is there anything salvageable for this defense in particular? Because I brought up Maryland's passing team. It passed however it wanted to. Minnesota's a running team. It ran however it wanted to against Michigan State. It doesn't yep. seem like there's any strengths to lean on here. The bye week in two weeks, uh, maybe we can get some guys out of the portal, uh, dress them up in jerseys of current players, and move on with the season, hoping that no one notices. I think that's our only option we have left at the table. Uh, yeah, no, that's it. That's that's it. So, uh, hey, you know what, though? At least we got betting still going on this season, which hasn't gone as bad as Michigan State season has. So we, we got that. That's a silver lining for us here, Nate. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the lines here now, Matt. Yeah. Let's start with that Spartans and Ohio State game, because as the moment at bet online, that's 27 points. Uh, if you asked me, I, I have on here, I have a uh, last week. Remember, I took Maryland over Michigan State or whatever week that was just because. Yeah. I, I didn't like it so much. I, I didn't think that that was a good enough line, apparently, and it worked out for me. So I have a game that I really hate that I have a bet on, but this is a game that I really love. I really think that it just makes sense to take Ohio State in the 20, minus 27 right here. And so does 80% of the public as well, because that's how much of the tickets are on the Buckeyes. And it usually, you know, my logic is, well, when the public is sprinting that line, you take the other. However, one of these two teams are the team I've watched every single snap of, and <laughs> I, I, I don't see how they cover, um, you know, granted, you know, I don't know, like, like a meteor strike. I, I know that we're due for one of those. So maybe that hits the sideline at Ohio State's end of the field. But even then, probably scrapped together enough players to <laughs> cover the spread. So, no, um, I'm, I'm taking minus what, whatever you said it was because it keeps moving further away from where MSU wants it to be. But, yeah, I'm, I'm joining the 80% of the public here, even though I think it's usually a trap play. But. Okay, fine. Let, let me get trapped then. Don't start me with a good time. Yeah, it's again minus 27 right now on Bet Online. Yeah, see, uh, as we go up and down the rest of the card, Matt, was there any game that really stuck out to you as one that you liked? You know, I, Nate, you know me as, as Maddie Totals over here. And last I checked, the Wisconsin Northwestern game is sitting at a smooth 44 points. 
I'm going to go under there. I, I think that this is just a disgusting game, a grimy game. I, I don't really think much of either team. And I'm allowed to say that because I'm a fan of a team that I don't think much of as well. So I, I can, you know, um, join this misery party here. Uh, it, it's not good. And I, look, do you get a mental boost after the Paul Chris firing? I, I don't know if it's going to be that much of a thing, but whatever. I, I'm, so I'm going to go under 44 here. It's going to be something like 19 to 16, something like this. So, something something disgusting for, for us on, on Saturday. So that that is what I really like is my big play here. It's under 44 in that game. <laughs> yeah, big 10 unders or something else. 44 points is the lowest to- or second lowest total of the weekend behind Iowa and Illinois, which comes that's in as gross. the bet that I absolutely hate that I'm going to take anyway. And that's Illinois, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Iowa plus three. Uh, Illinois looked so good, and they've Chase yep. Brown looked so outstanding, and Iowa has been so so terrible, and it's in Illinois, and the minus three for the Illini has these two teams at pretty much even. That's just not how they've played this year. I would normally say Illinois minus three, lock it in at home, but because I yep. don't like the Iowa side so much, I'm going to go that way. Iowa plus three is my bet. I hate that I'm taking anyway. I don't hate that at all, actually. Um, no, I'm, I'm with you there. And like, you know, speaking of spreads that are three points, I, I do have my eye on the Purdue-Maryland game. Um, Purdue is plus three underdogs as they hit the road to College Park here. They were the darling last week. Uh, they they double-digit beat Minnesota. They looked really good. Uh, they put themselves right back in the Big Ten West race, which I like, – who, who isn't? Everyone's one and one over there. So, yeah, everyone's in the race now. But Wisconsin, but yeah. <laughs> sorry about that whoops uh but yeah like i don't know something about that just says oh man let me go ahead and take those terrapins i think that should be a bigger number than three for maryland and no i'm not just saying that because i saw them you know bludgeon my spartans firsthand but look i, I think maryland can actually put up points uh minnesota proved that they can't be counted on doing that every single week whereas maryland like i, I kind of actually am starting to trust this year which is really weird for me because i hated Maryland and betting on them last year because you can never count on them. But maybe this year this is a new year. Nate. I, I, yeah, give me the turtles. Give me the turtles. Uh, do you consider Maryland getting close to top twenty-five status? I mean, if they win here, they'll be five and one. I think they have to. Mm-hmm. I think they have to be. Yeah, and especially like, look, I, I don't know how many voters are actually going to look at what they did two weeks ago in Ann Arbor, but they they play that game pretty close. And you know, barring four or five colossal mistakes they made, like they would have put themselves in great position to win that game. But with that said, like, is every people are going to be like, Oh yeah, they, they had a moral victory two weeks ago in Michigan. Like, I, I don't think they could do that with like a team that isn't a quote brand name, like, like Maryland isn't. So, yeah. So I, but Hey, in, in my opinion, sure. Yeah. Why not? I, I don't like them enough to do that. Hmm. Uh, other games I had down real quick, uh, looking at Wisconsin, we already mentioned minus 10 against Northwestern. Yep. I have the Northwestern side on that. I, I don't think it's going to be great either way. I don't think either side of that bet's great. I mean, uh, but I, yep. if I was picking a side, I'd go ahead and just, I'm going to take 10 points when it comes to between those two teams. Uh, and Maryland I had as well. I uh, don't have anything for Nebraska at Rutgers. I think that game's just too ugly. That's the one I'm skipping over this week. Uh, yeah. Totals, I didn't love anything on the totals. You mentioned the 44 one, but aside from that, I didn't think anything was all that appealing. Yeah, and say, you know what? Like, I got my eye on that Nebraska Rutgers game you just mentioned, and 50 and a half points, like, I, that can go one or two ways. I can see it being a, a shootout, and Nebraska just, oh my God, they turned the Jets on the offense. This is great. They're looking good, but then again, 
I can also just see this be a grimy game that's 17 to 14 because, hey, look, it's Rutgers and they still have a solid defense. However, I, I don't hate the Rutgers number here because this one opened up at one and a half favorites for Nebraska. They have been getting most of the money. So, you know what? I'm going to fade the logic that I had to start this thing with the Ohio State thing. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Vegas side. I'm going to go Rutgers. 34% of the bets are on them. So give me the three points at home, Friday night lights in Piscataway. Well, it's an interesting weekend again. Only six games, Matt. So not a whole ton to go over. Not a whole ton yeah. of like huge, huge matchups quite yet at this point in the season. Some good games, but um, none of yeah. the really big marquee ones that we had real earlier that we're going to be looking forward to later on. That's when you want to get your bets in. Give yourself that extra bit of motivation in too. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Gear up for next week. Next next week's got a really good slate. But yeah, I mean, yeah, this one is going to be, you know, I used to do a lot of high school sports coverage up here and it was not a place that was really good at high school basketball. So our place when two bad teams were playing each other, Hey, this is going to be competitive. It's not going to be good. So we got a few of those matchups coming up. A few good games, but uh, no, a few competitive games, but not a lot of good ones here. Like, hey, Friday night, Nebraska, Rutgers, go get them, guys. Biggest problem. Well, we'll see how the whole weekend goes. And of course, have more next week here with Matt on Locked On Big Ten on whatever the lines end up being for what'll be week six. We're, is this week six or are we getting into week yeah, six? Yeah, this, this is week six. six. This is okay. week six already, man. Anyway. Yeah. We'll be back with whatever week it is with Matt here on Locked On Big Ten. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes here to go over lines with us here. Of course, as always, provided by Bet Online. You're the mandate. Stay awesome. <laughs> Thanks to Matt, as always, for coming on to join us for a second on the show. Today's show is brought to you in part by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest way to spice up this college football season. So Underdog Fantasy is another one of those daily fantasy sites, but it's not like all of the other sites that you've played before. You do things a little bit different over at Underdog. All you do is you go over and, say, pick some of your favorite Big Ten games for this weekend, pick out some players or teams or even other things within what Underdog has in their format, and pick, let's say, if C.J. Stroud is set at 300 passing yards. You pick for him to get more or less of those, along with a few other players and more or less on their numbers they have, and if you get them all right, you can get huge, huge multipliers on the money that you put in. It's a big, big upside and a whole lot of fun to do as well. So head on over to Underdog Fantasy with the promo code locked on one word, and you can get double your first deposit up to $100. You deposit $100, you get $100 free. You can do it at underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store or wherever you get your apps. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. All right, let's start to look at this weekend of games, starting with tonight's matchup. Nebraska faces off against Rutgers in an early Big Ten game that is not looking like it's going to be a whole lot of exciting football to watch. Um, both Nebraska and Rutgers have teams that are, eh, at best. Uh, Nebraska, of course, we already have chronicled their start to the season pretty well already, and they're playing with out Scott Frost already. So I guess you could say Rutgers is having at least a little better start to the year. And to be fair to Rutgers, they've won some games here to start off the season to be a little bit optimistic. Uh, beat Boston College week one. They were a touchdown underdog in that game. The Big Ten schedule has not been kind to them. A big loss last week to Ohio State that we saw in primetime, but also a 
big loss before that to Iowa and giving up 27 points to an Iowa team that really hasn't scored that many. Now, Iowa's touchdowns there were on the defensive side of the football a lot, but still, it has not been a great look for Rutgers to start the season either. And as such, Nebraska is a three-point favorite on the road for this Friday night matchup. When I look at this game, I see really just one side of it that I think can make or break what happens here, and that's what Nebraska, or I'm sorry, what Nebraska can do to stop the Rutgers run game, and what Rutgers can do to try and slow down Nebraska too. Now, on the Rutgers run game side of things, uh, Nebraska likes to run the ball. When you look at what they've done so far, Casey Thompson has a whole bunch of rushing yards and touchdowns. They've gotten guys who have been really Anthony Grant. He's been outstanding in the transfer portal. Those two have kind of led the way in scoring points for Nebraska on the ground. Both of them, I think it's five rushing touchdowns they have on the ground so far this season already. And the Nebraska offense works off of that run game. On the other side of things, Rutgers hasn't done a terrible job in stopping the run so far. A 31st in rushing yards per game allowed in the country this season. Less than 100 rushing yards allowed per game so far this year. Part of that I don't entirely trust because part of that comes from Rutgers just playing slow games this season. Uh, the Iowa game, a really, really slow game. They had a slow game. I, I forget if it was against Toledo or did, I believe it was a non-con school. They started with the T, I think. But they had another game that I think was 17-14, the final score it was, where the game was just slow throughout. And, of course, the Ohio State game does a little bit to level that out, but Rutgers has done a decent job, at least so far, at stopping this run. They've done a decent job not allowing a lot of yards. And to give them credit, if they're a team that wants to play slow, they've done a really good job of doing that so far here this season, too. And when you're looking at this game, you're looking at a game that's not going to be all that fast-paced, I don't think. So as far as Rutgers being able to stay in it, I think that's a given. I don't think this game's going to be a huge blowout either way. But if Rutgers is going to win it, I think you have to be able to slow down at least what Nebraska wants to do in the run game, which, to be fair, has not looked all that hard to do this season. If they do, I think they got a really good shot in this matchup. Uh, this game's going to be ugly. Rutgers can definitely pull it out, but I think that if you're going to see a blowout on either side, it's going to be Nebraska showing something it hasn't really all season. I don't think that even if Rutgers gets beat bad here, I mean, I, I don't see anybody getting beat bad in this game. I try to talk about all the different scenarios that I could get in my head, but I really see this one just being a low-scoring matchup that even if it's like Nebraska's playing better and has the lead the whole time, I don't think it really gets out of hand until the end. That's just not the way this game is shaping up. And if you're asking me what I'm going with, I know with Matt I said this was the game I wanted to stay away from, and I do, but since it's going on on a Friday, official picks from me, I got under 50.5 first off because I think this is going to be ugly, ugly. And I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of points on either side. And I got Rutgers plus three. At home as an underdog against a team like Nebraska that we know can certainly drop the ball in big situations and small situations too. I see Rutgers being able to pull this game away. I was close to saying Rutgers money line, but if I'm getting the points, I'm going to take those points. I won't be that bold. That's my official pick. Under and then plus three on the Rutgers side. 
as the home dogs here in this matchup. I think it's going to come down to the matter of can Rutgers slow down Nebraska to be able to score enough points on its own side uh, to be able to st- to be able to win this game. But because I don't see a whole lot of points scored either way. If either offense has a really good game, that's going to be enough to do it. I'm pretty sure, because I don't think that we're going to see a whole whole lot of, of really running up the score on either side though. As we go into the weekend, some other big news before we leave you here today. Of course, big slate of Big Ten bas- or football coming up this weekend. But if you're looking for anything to watch here on your Friday and you're not interested in Nebraska and Rutgers, there is some top 25 sports going on elsewhere in the Big Ten. Uh, in field hockey, number four, Iowa, is facing off against number five, Penn State, tonight. And on the volleyball courts, number six, Ohio State, has number 13, Penn State, That's at 6.30 Eastern Time on Big Ten Network. And another top 25 matchup later on on the Big Ten Network. At 8.30, it's number 11, Minnesota, against number 24, Michigan, on the courts for volleyball. That's a look at top 25 games for today. Only other news that came out throughout the last day that we need to touch on and will go deeper into next week, the Big Ten, all Big Ten preseason basketball teams are out Trace Jackson Davis of Indiana is named the preseason player of the year. He, Hunter Dickinson from Michigan, and Zach Eady of Purdue are the three unanimous All-Big Ten players. And the list of All-Big Ten player teams are, or the list of All-Big Ten players on the team, I'm trying to say that it's more than five players, and it's more than ten players, and I'm not sure who gets on and how they limit it, but the point is the All-Big Ten team is as They listed it top to bottom just on the Big Ten site. Terrence Shannon Jr. of Illinois, Trace Jackson Davis of Indiana, Chris Murray of Iowa, Hunter Dickinson of Michigan, Malik Hall of Michigan State, Jamison Battle of Minnesota, Jalen Pickett of Penn State, Zach Eady of Purdue, Clifford Omoriori of Rutgers. I'm getting to know your name, Clifford. I'm sorry. It was my first time looking here. Chucky Hepburn of Wisconsin and Tyler Wall of Wisconsin round out the list. We will talk about those at the start of next week. I'm going to get Clifford's name too. I remember it from last year, of course, but it's been a year. I'm going to remember all these names. We know. We'll talk about that at the start of next week. If not on Monday, then on Tuesday or Wednesday, get Jake in here from, of course, our Indiana show to talk basketball. We know he's itching to do that. And we'll, of course, have everything else from over the weekend to recap with you right here on the program tomorrow, not tomorrow, on Monday here on Locked On Big Ten. Be sure to tune in to Nebraska and Rutgers here tonight as well, of course. And until next time, this has been Nate Dickinson. You've been listening into Locked On Big Ten.